0: Fashion often gets a bad rap for taking itself too seriously, and most critics have a good argument there. The industry is full of people who act in a way that they assume the fashion industry wants them to. And don't get me wrong, fashion is big business, but at its purest form, it's also art. A way to signal to others what tribe you belong to, a way to reveal your personality, and ultimately, a form of self-expression. Our guest today is at the helm of one of the world's most popular fashion magazines, She's been called the most powerful Australian in fashion, and her list of editorial achievements and stellar creative cover concepts is far too long for me to list. But every two weeks, you'll also find her chatting to celebrities and megastars in front of a row of washing machines in her bi-weekly chat show, Dirty Laundry. It's this fresh thinking and lack of pretentiousness that has seen her rise through the ranks of the fashion world from Harper's Bazaar Australia back in 2000 to be editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine USA all the while never letting go of the spark, wit, and joy that makes her so magnetic. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome today to Fashion and Focus, Laura Brown. Hi, Laura. <laughs> I'm
1: sobbing. <sorry. laughs> that is the nicest, nicest possible intro. God, Maz.
0: Did it hit you in the feels?
1: It hit me in the feels. i have been my feelings a lot lately too, but that really did. Thank you. I'm flattered, damn. Um, it's funny when you know when anybody kind of talks about you in a sort of macro way and especially somebody like you who's known me for as long as you have um, in, in close quarters being in Sydney and, and, and in New Zealand and now you know I've, I've lived away for almost 20 years and we've we, all grown now mm. um, but um, that was really lovely thank you
0: yeah <laughs> well you're totally welcome and it's you know it's all it's all true I mean I think the one thing that I remember dealing with you back in Two thousand when I was with Karen and, and you guys were in your little team doing the market pages and editorial features and things at Harper's, it's like it has
1: paragraphs and being so excited that I got to write a paragraph on a news page.
0: <laughs> yeah. And back when we had dial up internet and every time I'd click on to the ADSL and I'd think, what emails am I gonna get? Is Laura Brown gonna email me and say, hey, we wanted Karen to do this great dress for this editorial in Greece or something? <laughs>
1: Oh my God, what was it, I was like, Mm. I know, my God, dude, that is 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Hey, so it was around about that time, I think 2001, that you flew the coop from Australia and landed in New York a week before 9-11?
1: Before 9-11, because I am a master of strategy. So um, I, I, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, "Let's, let's just lob in. Um, seven days before the biggest terrorist attack uh, in uh, American history. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, look, I was lucky I didn't know anyone, let alone lose anyone, really. But, um, mm. yeah, that was, like a, uh, that was like a dream sequence for, for a year. And it was funny. It was not funny. What is strange about that moment and being in the moment that we're in right now, um, a disaster of a different sort. What we had then was community and we could actually go out and see people and I, I remember the bars were packed and we're all out and we're all drunk and we're all you know like ah like on each other really you know what i mean and mm. oh. and we don't have that you know that moment now so it's a, it's it's a particular lens that i view that through um now it was it was horrendous but the part of the of the the dealing with it or what they would what a therapist would say the healing of it was um to be around people, to be able to be around people. And mm. I just don't have that at all now. And I, Yeah, it's crazy because we're almost 20 years, 20 years after. I don't like to miss a giant New York disaster. Um, I was here for Hurricane Sandy too. I really like to get in there about once a decade and just sit mm. and
0: see what's up. Just get into the most precarious position you possibly can and just embrace it. <laughs> just,
1: for, just for kicks. I know, I remember when I, before I left for... Um, New York, Gavin, my old roommate. Who you remember? Um, everyone was like, so why would you want to go to New York?" And I, I, I was, I'd say, like, "I just want to be where it's happening."
2: <laughs>
0: mm.
1: And uh, and so the consensus when September 11th happened was, um, "Is it happening enough for you?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there and
1: it was and is a resounding yes.
0: There <laughs> is that theory also that I'm looking forward to is that after moments of Uh, pandemonium and panic and terror and worry in in communities that and it'll be amazing in in this time because we have actually all been separated from each other and we're almost going to kind of crawl out of our little bunkers and see each other again and there's this theory that that after these moments there's this immense joy and it's the celebration of freedom and that's and it's the togetherness and that's what you would have been experiencing back in you know after 9-11, where people were like, are you okay? Are you okay? You're okay? You know, like, we're okay together.
1: Yeah, I long for that. Like, I, I sort of joke that, like, because we look out the window here and um, people walking past the street in their masks. But when we're out, I'm like, can I just go and like climb on people? Like, mm. <laughs> just, like, like hugging it up. Like, you, you really, you do miss that. But, yeah, that was, when I, when I first got here, it was uh, quite the introduction. But I, you know, I, I know even when, I'd been here a minute and that had happened. I, n- I never questioned it. I never questioned being here.
0: Mm. You know, yeah. I, and it's that.
1: Double down then. You know?
0: Yeah. And it's that tenacity, I suppose, Laura, that's seen you rise through the ranks. You know, you're, um, I was looking on your Wikipedia page last oh. week and, um, uh, it's really funny. It's, it's, it's very good. It's very glowing. You're, you should read it sometime, I but it says it.
1: That for a while,
0: but yeah. It says at the top, um, I th- we think this page has been updated by a fan. You may need to um, you may need to check some of the details to make it more um, unbiased because <laughs> it's really good.
1: So when I updated it, they could tell. No.
0: Yeah, they could tell. They're onto you. They're totally onto you.
1: I was like the cat on the keyboard. Like Laura Brown is so great. Yeah. Um, oh, that's I, have to, I have to give that a give that a little read. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Just maybe try and make up some bad stuff that's happened because honestly, if you look at your um your last few years, it's been pretty amazing. Um, Aww. you that's got true. to.
1: I never like I never I, I I describe other people as tenacious, especially my old boss Glenda. I think is the most tenacious woman I've ever met. And I, ne- I never actually you, that's an interesting word. I never normally see myself as that. Mm. I, I, I see myself more, I mean, no, I'm, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge compliment. I just never, it seems tougher than I think that I am. Mm. You know? And uh, I, I, I see myself more of an enthusiastic surfer, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, that'd be good. That'd, wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good? And then suddenly I surfed a bit and I got somewhere else and I got somewhere else and I'm still like this kid going, oh, mm.
0: yeah, you not know? Well, don't lose, don't lose that. That's why everyone loves you so much
1: nothing's going I'm stuck
0: yeah hey so Laura just touch on the the Glenda Bailey experience because again that seems like a that's a big part of your uh, your your world. First of all, yeah. the Harper's Bizarre title, that legacy title. And I know that you're a huge fan of print. I know that that, that power of engaging with customers. And we'll talk about that later because obviously the whole world's getting a bit of a shakeup right now and, and print media's not not doing terribly well across the board. What but do you there is
1: a nonstop party, Muz.
0: It's a nonstop party. How many Zoom meetings have you had today with your meeting with your team? Seventy?
1: Seventy-five. In my golden goblet is just not gold.
0: Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the I suppose that what I love also about the industry that I'm in in PR is that is is creating, is seeing something go from nothing to something. And you have got an amazing, amazing track record of making some pretty epic things happen. But before we get to that, talk talk to me about the the Glenda Bailey um, years. I think there was eleven years that you were at Harper's.
1: Years, well, 11? eleven. Glenda would tell you the same thing. 11 years at Harper's Bazaar with Glenda is like 50 years <laughs> anywhere else. She, um, I call her, I used, to, I, I, I called her Tenacious G mm. and she had no idea what Tenacious D was, the band, and I had to explain it. I mean, she will sometimes just laugh and be like, yes, I'm a nightmare. Um, but she uh, really pushy, really um, no bullshit, um, but very dramatic at the same time. Um, wouldn't settle for, would ask the most outrageous things of people and things, and then if she got it 10% of the time, it would be a victory. Um, She and I had, um, she was around the corner for me, actually. Um, She and I had, I think, very, if you acquit yourself with her uh, um, early, uh, as I I think I did, um, we just had a lot of respect. You know, she treated me with respect. And, um, and I was, I obviously respect her, but I also would manage her a bit and be like, no, that's not going to happen or X or Y or, and, and she would listen to me. So I think I, I had, um, you know, some people that couldn't quite, you know, there's a certain character that works with certain characters and, you know, she, she's hard for some people. She's really indefatigable and she's very stubborn, um, and uh, you know, and I respect that as a, as a, you know, she's as a in her life like that. What's that? What that has given her in her life and career? She's seen through things that I would have wilted, you know, if I had been faced with for years and years and years and years and years. Mm. So you know, I have like mad respect for that. Mm. And um, and she and she would um, maybe like, what's the biggest? What's the most crazy? What's the most this and that? What's that? And so you'd have to sort of. Merge the inspired with the managing of expectations, and and also of knowing. And that's up to me to sort of read the room or or, or know the people I want to work with well enough to know what they would do and what they wouldn't do. And and and, and obviously after a bit, 11 years or whatever, you earn a certain trust with people or even your team. So you know, it's like any it's like any job. If you get a little track record, then that sort of mm. edifies you a bit more and a bit more, and you get a bit taller and your shoulders get a bit broader and 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 people call you back and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like we had, you know, uh, by the time I was in my last few years there, I was doing those, these big crazy portfolios and Rihanna and sharks and all, all this sort of stuff. And it was almost like sort of de facto creative directing in the in popular culture, you know, and, um, mm. and she had real trust in me. I was like, we should get Martin Scorsese or we should do Pedro Amarvar or blah, 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 you know, whatever whatever it was. And um, our... Murakami, or you know, and so I think we did some really, really, really great stuff. But you know, when um, and when I left, when um, Instyle came and knocking, she was. This is one of the things I love about her. She, she was like, no, you deserve it. Like you, you know, even though I think I my leaving would affect her day to day more than any other employee there. She was in no way like twitchy. She wasn't like, oh, this is going to make my my day more challenging to not have Laura or whatever. She was like, you deserve it. You go. And I had a, mm. a, a trouble with, with Hurst leaving. And, and she was the one being like, no, oh, you've got to let her go. Like, you've got to, like, she was, like, completely, she's really, she does do the, she really does the right thing mm. in the end. Um, Glenda, she's really good about that. She's very much like, that's not right. That's not loyal. That's not this. That's not that. And I've always really, at, at Glenda's best, she's, like, churchillian, you know. Mm. And, um, no, I love her. I love her. And we just, we still have, like, a, a simpatico we'll sit together at a, at a show or we'll just go you know and, and we really love and respect each other and, and we'll always just have that kind of little hustly like um commonwealth underdog
2: yeah
1: uh, you know we don't see many of those folks in our business so.
0: no and we were talking before about tim brown who we've done a recording with on the series already and, and tim Talked a lot, even from his very early days. You know, when he was with Fashion File, you know this this tribe of people that you'd be traveling the whole world with, and you'd you'd see them more than your friends and definitely more than your family. You know, um, and you you do build this amazing trust and these little relationships where you'd see someone and that little that little glimmer or that little uh, look across the room would would just you know, give you that little bit of joy that you look forward to, you know, like
1: think of that little tacit understanding that you have with people who you are um, sitting far away from, or also like it's mm. funny, I, I've sat next to other, other editors, and I, I get on with every editor, you know, uh, here. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm gabbing it up with Anna, but, um, but, but who is, but you know, like we, you end up sitting next to each other, and you just like, it's a massive download. It's like, oh, I have an mm. outlet. Um, to sort of gossip or go on with it with the industry or my life or whatever with somebody while we wait for the show for 20 minutes and it's just like this like spraying like you know um you know uh, conversation which I really like and then you don't you know then you won't see anyone properly again for like months on end it's really weird
0: yeah and I think Laura that from the outside looking in and obviously having known you've two decades ago. And then I mean, I've always kept tabs on where you've been going and what you've been doing and your role at bizarre, um, which it says, it says on your Wikipedia page, which I think is pretty accurate says that you started there on Valentine's day, 2005 and your role was the executive special projects editor. Um,
1: uh, at the end, Yes. It was. At
0: the end. Yeah. So, I mean that those relationships that you were building along the time and, and as you said before, the fact that that became your new normal that was coming from sydney and you know you'd been to london you'd got a taste of the industry you came back to sydney and you're like man i got to go back there i got to be back in new york you know she
1: was she was thirsty
0: yeah but that's become your new normal and i think the 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 feeling that has um that's traveled with you has been your your vibrancy and and the fact that like you said before you're just it's always go go go. You're always having fun. There's always like something new to do, and uh, yeah,
1: there's something new to do. And I only want to do it with people that I respect, you know. And finally yeah. now I'm in the position to be able to not have to like suck it up.
2: Mm. Give it
1: I don't. So if you're able to have that, then you have sort of all the more to be excited about, right? Because you're like, yeah, oh, I like that person. and they said yes to the idea that I had in the shower. You're like, okay,
0: yeah. Tell us about that, that cover that um, I think won you a couple of awards with Rihanna. It was the celebration of the 40th anniversary of Jaws uh, and you put her in a, a gold swimsuit on the cover and that was projected on the Empire State Building. How's that?
1: This is a typical, no, well, I've left, by this is a typical, this is a, a perfect Glenda-Laura dynamic, which is Glenda number one. Glenda had come from Murray Claire and she she's a trophy. She I like to torture people. And um but it'd be like, you know, she put people in a desert and she so she'd be like Would she swim with sharks? Or would anyone swim like if she could find like twelve people a year to swim with a shark? And I was like, Oh we'll see, but then I so we had been talking about sharks, but I happened to remember that it was the fortieth anniversary of Jaws and I, I loved um I remember that image, it's really funny. It's a big fake shark and it's um young Spielberg, super dorky shorts big like white ankle socks pulled up and kind of like effing around in the mouth of this shark Mm. and i always loved that and i always love um i like taking those popular culture images that subvert the idea Mm. of something that that image which subverted the idea of the scary shark you know what i mean because it wasn't a scary shark and then i was like ah so how could we take that and make that um make that glamorous and so I, yeah, found, and that's what I like when you when something's really thought through, okay, well, it's 40 year anniversary. This is a really cool image. Like all of it. I knew when we, I was bringing, talking to Rihanna's people that I knew it was good. I knew like it was layered. I knew that there was a way to have that make sense. But yeah. And the execution was pretty funny. We made, we made this shitty looking shark in like, I think it was in like Long Island or somewhere, like some, some prop people. It just was like, it was like a good, obviously it was a fiberglass shark, but it had like fake, like blood all over it. And, and then, and they drove it down to um, shit, so Tampa, um, mm. where the aquarium was, where where the swimming was. And when they actually shot it, it was on, it was on the in a hallway on a background of black garbage bags. And in this shot, and she's got like a a red like neck cushion like uh, (laughs) under a thing and the thing looks like it's ridiculous but then thanks to the wonders of photoshop we we pop it in the ocean and um and yeah i just i I love i i love everything about that story because it's just the it's the it's the the inspiration from the culture and then putting it back in the culture in a different way via all of this kind of like sort of nerdy crappy hustle
0: (laughs) yeah well you call you call it nerdy crappy hustle but that the, um, you know, there's another, there's an interview title with you, How Laura Brown is Making Fashion Fun Again, which I oh. think was on fashionista.com a few years ago. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: and that's, that, that seems to just permeate the way that you go about your work. And, you know, the, subver- the sub- sub- subverting of the idea is, is one thing, but it's, it's without a doubt you can see in your work and, and now coming into InStyle magazine that there's, a, there's an inherent sense of joy in what you're doing. And yeah, fashion is big business and you're dealing with some pretty big personalities and some pretty big egos, but you seem to have just said, you know what, guys, let's have some fun.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, I've acquitted myself and I, I don't, I think what's done, how I've done well um, is I don't envy anyone. I don't want to be them. I don't. I, I always say I'm respectful, but I'm not reverent, and I, I learned that with getting to know Carl Lagerfeld. Who I when I first before I first met him, I was absolutely like shitting myself, and then I, I walk in the room, and and he's like, "Do you want to see my bathroom?" And and, and we became fast mates because we were just we were just spa, and mm. and I was like, "Well, why am I? You know, I'm I deserve to be in the room too, and I, you know what I mean? I don't. The, my." I've never lost my appreciation of people but the mythologizing of it i i don't do um
2: mm.
1: anymore uh, because i'm like and also because i think that you can understand this too you know when you when you brought up in like australia and new zealand when at our age and we didn't even have internet really when we were younger and it was so romanticized and it was so mythologized and, and, and you think that you know i i always say that new york was like a super highway you know where everybody was like more clever more brilliant more connected better looking, more brilliant than me, uh, just because of what it was, What the idea mm. of it was. And then you got here and worked a few years and then you're like, in a meeting and you're kind of running the thing and you're like, hang on. Mm.
0: That wasn't too difficult.
1: Is the, is the girl from the farm, is the girl from... <laughs> I was like, how am I? I still, it took me a while to click into the fact that
2: mm.
1: of my, of not everybody was brilliant here, but no, it's happened to live here.
2: Mm. You know, mm.
1: Happened to centralize into, into this industry because of ambition, mm. you know, or you know, hustle, or connections, or all that kind of stuff. And obviously, to some degree, un- often, you know, like smarts and, and all of that. But it wasn't it wasn't everyone. And I really remember it was one of the like in a movie scene. We're like, well, what? Like, what? They're not all superheroes. Yeah. And um, you know, and it kind of the blinds sort of come up on your eyes, and you're like, oh, I freaking I belong here. Mm. And then when you, when, you get, when you understand that, and again, from our, our lands, when our people are quite so self-deprecating and everything else, you get over that. I mean, i mm. become a dickhead, but I have real, like, ownership over what I do now, and I'm, I have to tell other women all the time, no, you can be proud of what you did. You had a good idea. You achieved something. Mm. So yeah, I kind of really kind of worked through a lot of that behavioral stuff that we come to the states where that we bring with us from home
0: mm. and did you find that talking to people over there who maybe also had that uh kind of sense or entitlement or i'm from new york or i'm from the states do they find your outlook refreshing and where you were like i can take this or leave it and hey i've got a good idea and i know it works
1: yeah i get a lot of that. i get a lot of she's mm. refreshing she's fun she's a breath of fresh air yeah God, i'm not, like a Fart. So, um <laughs> she's like a fart. Um, no, I do get that, and, and but it's sort of, and it's lo- obviously it's lovely to hear. But sometimes I'm always a bit like, I find it a bit of a bummer about our industry that I I still appear to be. I think it's getting better because mm. as being as they are. But um, but I, I for a long time was sort of surprised that like why am I so unusual?
2: Mm. Yeah. You know,
1: why do I? Why am I the different one when I'm the? Sort of kind, fun. I am clever. I can have ideas. I can execute. But why mm. am I such a departure? Yeah. From everybody else, and why? Why am I told that all mm.
0: the time? Mm. Um, it just and what it's
1: a of, indictment on the industry, really.
0: Yeah. Well, it is. It's a little. It's a bit sad. And when you talk to people that are truly in control of their positions and and you know pretty close to the top of the game, which obviously you are, and, and a few other. Other people in this podcast have been, and you can, you can feel that sense that once you get there, you do understand that a lot of that, a lot of those rules and assumptions in the industry are just myths. Once you get where you want to go, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And there, there are those assumptions that you need to act a certain way, be a certain somebody, you know, wear a certain brand into a show to be accepted.
1: And especially as you get older, right? And This is what always like sort of confused me. It confuses me in New York with women in the media, or even like media whatever like really sort of hustly um women in fashion like you've earned your stripes like Mm. you don't have to be like oh my god who's going to be the hottest party i'm going to or who's going to sit at my dinner or who's going to take the picture Mm. or am i going to make sure i have the salon on for this show like are you kidding me when you're freaking six years old you should not be giving a shit. you should be so secure and what you've created for yourself, and yes, you can love fashion, and yes, you can love a nice dinner party and everything else, but, like, you're still, like, scrounging mm. to, to uh, keep yourself. I, I find that I, I see a lot of women in, in New York in, in um, you know, in media, publicity, and I see women in fashion, too, and I'm like, what have you learned? Have you learned nothing? Have you gained nothing? Have you not built yourself? Mm. That, that they're still falling for this, like, well, you really need to have your – your Instagram with blah or your, mm. I, don't know, I find it God, for God forbid, like I'm in my mid sixties and still like desperate to get my picture done. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, period, you know?
0: one of the, one of the great uh, initiatives that you've brought forward to, to recognize just how awesome people are is your, um, badass list that you publish, uh, which started in 2018, I think. And, yes. you know, reading about kind of the the how and the why and the where and the, mm-hmm. and the energy behind it. It's um, and for an industry that is so um, full to the brim with incredibly talented women, yeah. it's also an industry that does a lot n- not to, not to push women up. It right. tells you, you can be better. You could look better. Your outfit should be nicer, more expensive, whatever, you know, and um, tell us about that that moment that you that you had that idea for the badass fifty list because it, it uh, yeah it's a pretty it's a cool story to, to kick it off.
1: No, I think um, I have a lot of feelings on, on how women uh, place themselves in the media as well because I think actually um, I, I I loathe the word empowerment. I think it's so patronizing. I think it's like poor Laura, you know. Let's empower Laura. And mm. I think a lot of women also um, in these women's conferences and the this and the this spend a lot of time reinforcing the glass ceiling.
2: Mm.
1: As a woman, it's harder. As a this, it's harder. As a that, mm. I'm like, why are not you freaking just nail in the metal, sister? And mm. uh, I'll never see the sky again. I really hate that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time acknowledging what my own perceived weakness is um, in 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 the world I, mm. that said, i've had the benefit of being in a fashion business which is not like i'm in some boys club really but you know my bosses are all still men mm. um, but so bad so I, I don't and I, I think a lot of those sort of platforms like women's platforms come about in a really non in a really limp milk toast kind of way which is which is like women, women's platform i mean like I, it's like I, I can't, I've been to all these things and all these, all these women just want to go and have the picture take with Ariana Huffington or something, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you've seen it, it's just panels, it's useless, it's just a lot of gibbity-gabity. And, um, but with Badass, um, we, it was, oh yeah, it was 2018, it was the first time um, Trump had announced, and at the time was ill-fated, but sadly has come into effect, was um, the trans ban in the military. Mm. And, uh, and I came into, into the office and I was so, I was like, fucking pissed i just was like this is just out i mean obviously we all were but like, it was like it was outrageous and and i said to my features team "I said, can you please um let's try and let's find a trans woman who's serving in the in, in the armed forces and can we can we interview her and i want to see what her story is and we found a woman called jennifer peace mm. <laughs> and, uh, and she has she's served in every tour of her generation since like the uh since kuwait i think and I uh, had three children was married and then was it potentially going to get chucked out of the armed forces and I was reading about her and I just was like uh, just To myself uh, when I was reading I was like what a badass And I was like, oh and I thought oh well, at the time I was so in my feelings about this trans thing I was like right we're gonna interview a trans woman every week No, 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 and um, and so but as it became I said well, let's do a page a month in the magazine um, and um, so we did a page per issue, and we started doing uh, something uh, once a month online. And, I, then, and then I decided to do a dedicated issue because, yeah, like breaking news. There's so many freaking rad ladies. I was like totally spot for choice. So I put Selena, not Selena, Selena Serena Williams um, on on the cover of the first issue, and um, here with the Badass Fifty, which is and it's been just. And again, it's like when I first saw that some people on like advertising corporate were like badass. Mm. like well, can't you call it like change makers and i was Mm. just me that's not the pacemaker like just like can you just stop can you just stop like marketing and corporating and second guessing and just like it's it's badass that's what Mm. it is and and it's been awesome it's the strongest thing we do i mean no woman dislikes being called a badass Mm. you know if you are working a grocery store or you're uh, you know curing cancer it 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 is such a it's a point of pride uh, for women and um yeah it's been it's been the greatest we're working on our next issue right now we were were going to do an event in july but breaking news no one can um but but we're you know shooting that cover in a month hopefully and and we're going to do something actually um, for the next issue um, in all 50 states following this pandemic. So, so the, the, neatly, the amount of states in the United States fits right into the size of my list.
0: Perfecto. Oh. <laughs> Almost like you planned it.
1: Oh my, no, I say that all the time to my team. I always, when we do something and it's good. I mean, obviously, I have my instincts. I think my instincts are good and, and my team executes things beautifully and that when when things come off and it, where it's all packaged together, I always say, Looks like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> like our latest issue is really awesome. It's coming out like we're releasing it next week and it is um it's partially as a couple of shoots that we had, like one of the covers somebody in Paris and um but we're also at the Javits Center with the army and we're and we're with Jose Andres and Linda Miranda and with Rep Katie Porter who is the badass in, in Congress and like and it's an mm. amazing sort of thematic
2: mm.
1: macro lovely perspective from all these different people who have a relevancy right now. And I'm so proud of it. And we we got it together in, you know, in the last month and we have my team hasn't seen each other and we've been sending shoes to photographers' houses. We've been shooting people on Zoom. We've been and it's been like that it's really the result, it's just really in the world. And I, I mm. love I love that. And I think that's what I'm really Think that I, what InStyle really is—that I'm mm. most proud of—you can still have luxury, you can still have a nice pair of shoes, but you can still mm. look at the world you're living in. And I yeah. find sometimes other other magazines have a harder time. I've, I've, I'm, mm. I'm like, well, we're in the world, right? Like, like I, I you know, used to uh, joke. I say, in style from Prada to psoriasis. <laughs> you know what I mean? you advertise advertising, you put everything in the right place and yeah it's it's been it's been a weird it's been a weird um test mm. of, for publishing, but I, i'm 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 feeling super stubborn about it and 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 really like well we're freaking doing it we still have 12 issues a year we're putting a july august people are compressing there as people are mm. and I'm, I'm like well fuck it man we are like we are we are making we are shooting people the covers with the freaking kids shooting it Ooh. like that we just I don't care. I know I can get an image. I just, it's the idea and it's mm. the desire to have an idea and it's the mobilization that we have. I, I, I just think it's, I felt really so satisfied with the, with the work we've been doing because I just, I just wrote my editor's letter and I was saying, you know, when, you, when fashion is so layered with, with ritual and obviously Tim talked to you about that, you know, for 10 years, but there's so many rituals too, but when that's all gone... Um, mm. Right now, that you you are reminded, and we are reminded that we are we are journalists,
2: mm.
1: and you know, and like really distill that you're journalists, and um, and, and, and you want to tell the stories of the people around you and in the world around you, and, and we're really doing that. And I feel I feel really good, and I feel really solid, and I feel really oddly calm, mm. bizarre, because apparently my industry is screwed. <laughs> but you know, at least right now, I feel I feel good. That if you do the if you do good work and if you have a voice, a really mm.
2: accurate,
1: clear voice, then I always think you'll be okay. And mm. I, I see other, other people or things or brands titles with less of that. And I'm like, it's, it's actually the easiest thing you can have is if you just listen to yourself, but yeah. back into that second guessing,
0: doesn't it? Mm. And Laura, you've been quoted before as saying that you, you love print, uh, because you respect the power of magazines to engage a reader. And I suppose to your point before right now, it's actually, it's also about readers, engaging readers and friends, engaging friends. And what, you know, again, coming back to the, 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 some of the myths or the rules that the industry is predicated on, that there's a certain hierarchy to things, there's certain things that sit at the top which you can't get close to, you can't access. You know, InStyle magazine seems Thank to you. be, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Please.
0: And your your way of thinking, and, and and so beautifully partnered with Instyle Magazine, seems to be this moment where actually you've completely accepted, and actually you're you're at the front of the of the argument and the conversation that actually uh, we're not any better than you, and yeah. we we can just connect these dots, and we can create this idea that some of you m- might have been thinking about anyway, and we're gonna we're gonna give value to that idea. We're gonna give. Um, honor to that idea and we're going to connect people together that deserve to be connected. Do you think that's going to be a bigger position of uh, not only every media outlet but especially magazines like InStyle it has an obligation and a and a duty to bring people together to share ideas and to forgive the use of the term empower people but um do you think that the role of InStyle magazine and other magazines is changing?
1: Um, yeah, I think that that's going to be, this is a test for everybody that you d- you do have to, um, you have to have your community and, mm. uh, uh, of your women. And not in like, he's made my, the Insta woman is blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. It's mm. it's, it's a woman that picks up Insta because she feels like it's going to give her something and, and, and she reads it and she feels better, not worse when
2: she's mm. finished.
1: And that's the most important to me. It's not like, oh my God, you don't have the right body. You don't have the right husband. You don't have the right freaking hedge of your mm. garden don't have any other I could give a shit like I you're good enough mm. and, and whatever world you do and yes you want to buy a pair, a pair of shoes or a Fendi bag or a lip gloss or you know and then read about someone you don't know then then that is what's important to me and also on, on the print thing like ironically I when digital sort of you know really started rolling through and everybody was so paranoid and panicky about it I I was like well, it's all just part of the pie, isn't it? You know, you just have all these different ways to tell a story. And mm. I don't really care if, if I have a reader who reads the magazine uh, from the newsstand or, or looks at something and goes in um, through a link on Instagram. Don't care.
2: Mm. And,
1: and I'm, that's why I'm often at a lot of my shoots, like following people around on their phone and doing dumb videos and doing everything else because it's all a different sort of flank to the story. And and also, like, uh, my, my theory is, what is Instagram... If not a magazine mm. the bloody magazine of your
2: life: mm.
1: you know, and everyone's like, what is, it's, it's like the thing Goddamn thing. It just comes in a square, and you're like you're the editor, you're the editor mm. I'm the editor of mine. So if you can sort of see them as, as all these, all these complementary parts of the pie, um, it does make it easier to digest and, and, and cleaner. Um, how you communicate it. Like, I'm very hands-on with our social. um, I mean, social, when it comes from things generated from the magazine, I'll I'll approve social clips myself, capture myself. Like, we just did it. It'll come out by the time um, you do But we just did a self-care video with Sesame Street and Grover. (laughs) I think it's coming up tomorrow. It's so... Because I have this long-standing relationship with Sesame Street because I am six. But... um, and But I was like, no, no, cut out from one minute four to one minute nine. Like, I am mm. really, um, diligent and really really interested in that kind of stuff. So, you know, that, all of that doesn't exist in a vacuum either. I, I, I know I, I really got, uh interested in sort of the beats of things and, and uh, of humour or, or whether it's a you know, construction of a paragraph or if it's Grover pretending he's on an exercise bike. Mm.
0: Hey, well, my... <laughs> I'm getting a fair, a fair, fairly large dose of um, Elmo in Sesame Street myself at the moment with my little 19-month-old. He's uh, right in the Sesame Street zone right now. It should so leave.
1: It's, it's the happiest place on earth.
0: I might get him to um, to watch the InStyle Sesame Street clip and maybe he can become a, a fashion magazine fan too. Oh, my God. Nice and early on. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Laura, just to wrap up, I, I suppose that – that, that that idea that that fashion is um, is predicated on superstars and megastars and you know very tall, very thin models. Your um, content that you've provided through InStyle magazine has, and coming from Harper's, uh, I think, but I can feel that that the content that you're creating at InStyle is is way more you. Yes. That relationship,
2: yeah.
0: That relationship that you've built with with quote-unquote superstars, you know, the Jennifer Aniston's and Laura Dern's and you had Emily Ratajkowski on the cover. Um, Talk to us about that, just about your relationships there, because like we were saying before the recording, those are your people now and you're their people. And I think in this whole crazy time that we're in, never has the idea been more um, obvious that we're all in it together. And you know, we can all help each other out. and
1: Yeah, I think it comes from like, again, like it's funny because having a, as long as I've been in the, in the business, counting as good friends, women that, that, that were mythologized. I remember my first, it took me a while like, because I'm close with Christy Turlington now, but when I first met her, my God, I think it was like nine, 1997 or something, like and she was in like doing – some like noala yoga tour, like in, in Sydney. And I turn up with a bad haircut and a hangover and, and, and she was all glorious. And I remember confessing to her that I had a hangover cause she was so nice. And, and now 20 something years later, like you just end up in, in each other's world because they are just ladies. They have their pictures taken, but it does, and that's when my mind goes back to the idea mm. of, had it. you have, anybody has that when you meet someone, you know, with, with it, with with a profile, but when your mind goes back to when you're young and then you're like, Oh, well, it's, you know, but, you know, they, they, yeah, they are the people that I shoot. They are um, people I work with. A lot of these women, like Jen Aniston, I, I must have done Jesus, six, seven, eight covers with, you know, um, two at InStyle even over the years. And I think that they, you do get a, a sort of shorthand um, with women. But I've got to tell you, I, I really love, um, of all the, the awesome women I, I, I've met, I love the broads. I like I like the women who who aren't twelve. I have a like little I have my little crew. I'm like an auntie to so like like some sort of young actress and they're really these savvy, brilliant like girls like Kat Dever and um Kiernan Shipka and like you know freaking Joey King and like there's some really like but you know I mean I, if I'm gonna crack a cocktail it's like you know Sarah Polson or Allison Janney or Anderson or Dern or um, Patricia Clarkson or like I mean like Michelle Pfeiffer like. Melody hmm. Griffith, just like they're they're freaking broads.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. They're just like they have lived, they've worked. They're not like desperate for things. They've got families. They they know themselves. Like I'm not chasing around to like hang out with. I mean, bless her. I don't know. You know, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go and have dinner with Jennifer Lawrence tonight. Like God love her, but you know, I, I just not my thing. And I think that's also about like sort of getting older. And I'm not chasing. Celebrity friendships, but the sake mm. of it, that would be a real time suck, and mm. it would be a lot of work, you know. And I, you can't—that takes that would take a lot of energy to be chasing around that. And I, I I'd like to go to bed all. so yeah. Um, yeah. it's been lovely <laughs> to have um, a network of of women, you know, that I could like. We just did this dumb thing online. Um, been going for a few weeks called selfie isolation where women just share some banal thing they're doing in the house and then we would post it and it would raise money for world central kitchen and um you know it's not it is nice to have have enough you know have worked long enough and have proven yourself enough that you can go hey x will you Mm. send a dumb video you know um for that but that's the only thing we all work for in all of our industries you work you know, you do it for a good while and then someone picks up the phone, hopefully, if you call, if you're a lawyer or if you're doing what we're doing or whatever it is. So, mm. um, you, you earn your stripes. And,
2: yeah.
1: And, and, and I think especially in an industry which which is um, based on, you know, on, on, on character and social, you know, ability and a lot of trust. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it has benefited i think me with just any of these women i shoot is i don't think they feel like i want anything from them Mm. and uh and i really don't (laughs) yeah and um and i don't see them as an other Mm. um, uh, to me so that might be my only child delusions of grandeur upbringing man but you know
0: (laughs) well i think it's probably it is something that you probably would have brought with you from Australia and New Zealand that, and I think we always, uh, celebrities always visit New Zealand and they're blown away by how people don't mob them, you know, right. and they go into a restaurant and they're actually left alone to have their meal, you know, like it's uh, it takes a, takes a lot. We're probably actually more enamored by our sports stars and all blacks than we are by, um, I remember Jay-Z and Beyoncé were in New Zealand and they they landed their helicopter at some primary school cuz they were staying at a boutique hotel around the corner and there was just like a couple of people that walked outside onto the pavement and took some photos and walked back inside again <laughs> there was like 7 million dollar helicopter landing at Pontsby Primary School or something and they there was hardly anyone watching them so I think it's nice that you've you've taken that realness into the big the big bad world of fashion and obviously Laura you have been rewarded for your hard work and your amazing ideas and you connect and people want to stay magnetized you know to you which is just that's just awesome and it must feel great to be in the space that you've carved out for yourself so congratulations
1: hard man
0: Mm. yeah
1: i'll continue to and that's why i feel like one of my, my friends once gave me the best compliment she said you're really simple and it wasn't like, some of my was like, you value like your friends and hard work and having a clean conscience and, and, um, you know, being, being kind and, and, and I, I do I, And if, if you just do it the old fashioned way, do just good work and mm. people well and be happy to be there, I think by all intents and purposes, you, you should do well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Hard. No, but I mean, the fashion industry doesn't often have a lot of room for people like that. You know, some people get chewed up and spat out if they're not tough enough. But I, I think the world is changing. And I think people that are a bit more lenient and kinder and honest, I think now's the time for people to go, actually, I, I need them in my crew.
1: And you can bring people around, honestly, when you, mm. when you, when you are good and you do the work and, and, and they trust you. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I get to see the best part of a lot of people that maybe some people don't because we just have built, built that and because I'm not bringing anything to them that is bad. That, mm. you, know, you know what I mean? I just like, it's like, okay, we're here to have a good time, do good work, again, all these mm. things, and then let's, then let's go to the front. Cheers, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard, right?
1: It's not hard. I always say underthink it, though. Don't overthink it. Just underthink it.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, Laura, thank you so much for your, for your time today on Fashion & Focus. What a cool way to catch up.
1: I love you. I'm really proud of you. And um, you know where I am. And just, yeah, remember one, one day you'll come back to New York. and
0: Yeah, thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. That was the latest from Fashion & Focus. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of our conversation. Check out more of our episodes on your favorite podcast feed and get in touch with us at fashionandfocus.com at showroom22.com.